Amen? 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 Hallelujah. Let's make our decree. You ready? Let's make our decree. Today, we decree Jesus, the written word, is our salvation, healer, restorer. We decree the Holy Spirit is our transformer. Today, we activate our faith in God's sophisticated life of abundance. For all of the ALM family, we decree four corners of the earth have been purposed, planned, and expected by God with 500 families of affluence to join this church. We speak to the north to give up families of power and influence. We speak to the south to give up families of royalty and prestige. We speak to the East to give up families of brilliance and inventiveness. We speak to the West to give up families of kingdom wealth. We speak to our ministry angels to go forth and prepare the way for ALM's ministry of engagement called evangelism. This decree in Jesus' name shall be established. And the light of God will shine upon it. Amen and amen. Let's get our word out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pledge allegiance to the Bible. God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet. A light unto my path. I will hide its word in my heart. That I might not sin against God. Amen? Amen. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph one more time. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to ALM Live. Those that are watching the internet, we appreciate you tuning in to watching us. None of the, one of the things that we believe here, nobody is watching by accident. Just let God be God. Let it speak directly to you. And if you are watching, let us know. Check in. Um, tomorrow at 12 o'clock, Pastor Diane will be having her meeting, um, prayer gathering, and all is welcome. At 12 o'clock, they will be preaching the Word of God, and then they will go right into prayer. They will be praying over the prayer requests, and all those that are that are sending in their prayer requests. Um, we do pray for them, and we will continue to pray for them. But here's the thing. If you have given a prayer request, and you've seen the miracle working power of God, we want to know about it. Please email us. Let us know. Text us, Facebook us, however you want to get that truth and that excitement to us. So we too here at Abundant Living Ministries can glorify God with you and what God has done for you. But if you do need prayer, if you are watching the internet, go to our website. There's a prayer. There's a, there's a place on our website where you can put in your prayer requests. So those that are going to be here tomorrow, they'll get all those and collect all those. And they will be praying tomorrow after the preaching of the gospel with Pastor Diane at 12 o'clock. Also, don't forget, if you're able to come on Friday, 12 o'clock, Bishop will be bringing a Faith Friday. Is it Faith Friday? Faith's Friday word. So all is welcome for that. We're going to have a good time in that. Amen. Praise God. How many people had a wonderful day today? You had a blessed day. You had a glorious day. You had one of those, I'm telling you, unbelievable, miracle working, shundai. I mean, you know, just move of God. I mean, totally tongue talking day. Or y'all just asking, oh, I'm having faith to have one of those days. You know what? Praise God. But you know, you can have one of those days. 
Every day is one of those days. According to your faith. According to how focused we are. I'm going to go back to that. Focus faith. We're going to go back to that. I know I preached it, but I'm going to go back to it tonight. Focus faith. I really believe every day we have to have focus. We have to have focus. We have to have focus in who we are as the church. We cannot forget. You cannot forget. I cannot forget this church, Abundant Living Ministries. Who's Abundant Living Ministries? We cannot forget who we are. We got to have, we are a church of faith. We walk it, we talk it, we live it, we eat it. We are 24-7 faith. We dream about faith. We wake up in the morning and we talk about faith. All throughout the day, our, fo- our focus is always on our faith. Why? Because Jesus said in Mark 11, have faith in God. And we cannot afford to not, to, to not have focus on who God is, especially in the times that we're living in. Because if you don't have focus, faith in God, guess what? You're going to believe what man says. You're going to believe what they're saying. You're going to believe what you're hearing. And you're going to forget about God. You're going to hide yourself in your house and pray that you don't get it. No, I ain't living like that. I walk by faith. Jesus is my protector. Jesus is my protector. Psalms 91 tells me that. Psalms 91 tells me, gives me a promise from God's word. I'm protected. I'm protected from every plague. I didn't get SARS, I didn't get Zika, I didn't get swine. I ain't going to get this either. I ain't going to get the flu. Why? Because I'm protected. Jesus, according to the word of God, has made me whole. Communion reminds me that. That's why we take communion here. It reminds me what the body did. His body was broken so I could be made whole. Well, my body's whole from head to toe, inwardly and outwardly. In other words, my blood is good. I got good blood. People want my blood. Why? Because it's, because it's sanctified. If there's anybody that needs a transfusion, you want my blood because it's sanctified. How many people got sanctified blood in here? Then give out there, man. People need sanctified blood. They need, they need, they, I mean, hey, that's why people's like, when they got the car out, they got the big old blue, the red van, the big, the, the RV, the red RV. Get blood. I'm like, let's go. I'm going to save somebody. This is sanctified blood. This blood's made whole. There ain't no disease in this blood. There ain't no affliction in this blood. There ain't no generational curse in this blood. No, 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 no. I got good blood. You want my blood. And I do the extra one. I was like, oh, I want to do the plate one. So keep me an extra 25 minutes. I think it's the coolest thing ever. People are like, what are you looking at? I said, I'm watching a miracle. I'm getting ready to save somebody. Why do you talk like that? Because I got faith. I walk by faith. You want my blood. They look for me. They're always asking me every time they're there. Do you want to get blood? Do you want to get blood? Do you want to get blood? I feel special. <laughs> like stick me. Keep your movie pass. I don't want that. I'm here to save someone's life. So you got to start thinking. I know that. I'm like, he is weird. Yes. Because I know who my God is. And when you know who God is, there ain't no devil in hell. Is going to deter you. There ain't no devil in hell. There ain't no storm out there. There is nothing out there that's going to deter you from your focus on who God is. And every day we go out, every go, we, we're in the, we go into the lion den. We go into the lion dens of the world. There's always a lion out there seeking to prowl on you. But you, ha- you don't have to fear. Moses didn't fear the wilderness. Their clothes didn't wear out. The shoes on their feet didn't wear out. Think about that. 
The shoes on their feet didn't wear out. The clothes on their back didn't wear out. We go through clothes like crazy. How many pairs of shoes do we go through a year? Some of you still got yours. You just don't want to let them go. You've taken them to the shoe place and put new soles in them. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. I mean, come on. But their shoes, they didn't have to take it to the shoe store. Their shoes stayed with them. Clothes stayed with them. Why? Because Moses had faith. They didn't, but Moses did. David had faith when he stood before the giant. Where's your faith tonight? Our faith has to be focused on who our God is. And if you have focused faith towards your God, you're going to be blessed of the Lord and highly favored. You're going to be blessed of the Lord. Say, I'm blessed of the Lord. I'm highly favored. Why? Because that's a promise from God. He rewards faith. He rewards your faith. How does he reward your faith? He blesses you. He blesses you. He blesses you. He gives you favor with what's out there. Why? Because he knows the enemy. He knows the enemy better than we know, and he knows the enemy's defeated. And sometimes we are just, because we're subject to our flesh, we become weak, and that's when he's got to take up the reins and say, you know what, i got to take up the reins. Because my people are weak. And he knows it. And he's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. I'm telling you, when I wake up, God willing, tomorrow morning, God's going to bless me in my house. Why? Because I have faith in God. I have faith in this word that he has given to me. And every time I read it, I know it's truth. And it's there to save me and my marriage. It's here to save my marriage. It's there to save my children, my grandchildren, my parents. It's here to save this church. Because if, when I focus on it, I know the truth is going to be revealed to me in my household. I know the truth is going to be revealed to you when you focus your faith and when... When you read your word, you need to focus. That's why you need to shut everything out. When you read your word, you need to push out. You need to tell your kids, be quiet. You need to tell your wife to be quiet. You need to tell your husband to be quiet. You need to, you need to tell the dog, put the dog in the bathroom and close the door. Cut the TV off. Cut everything off. Cut your cell phone off. Cut everything off. And focus. Focus on what God wants to say to you. We're so busy. We think we can multitask. You can't multitask the word of God. When you open that word, you focus on what you're reading because it's truth being revealed to you. It's truth for that day and, 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 and throughout the day and how you're going to live. And if you're multitasking, in other words, you, and it's so easy to do because you're reading something, it's like, and all of a sudden God begins to speak and you're like, that's a great thought. Let me get it. Grab your phone, turn it on. I got I to gotta, I gotta, oh, gotta find an image. I got to find this. I gotta, and all of a sudden you've been 20 minutes on there trying to make it look pretty because you got, oh, the color's not right. You got to fix this. And all of a sudden, then you got, and you totally forgot about the Bible. Cut it all off. Trust me, I've been there and I've done that. And it's a distraction. We're so easily distracted people. It's like my wife gets mad at me. Because I get up earlier than her. And I go downstairs and I make the coffee for me and I read my Bible. And all of a sudden, I, bring, I, I, I wake her up. He says, why did you wake me up? And I bring her coffee. 
And all of a sudden, she starts reading and she starts studying the Bible like that. I'm ready to go. She says, you already read your Bible. Now leave me alone. So I have to leave her alone. I go back downstairs. Because I want her to hear from God. Because the truth that God gives to me is going to be different. And what a great thing about it is because God has put her in my life and she's my helpmate, he is amazing. He'll take the truth that he's given me and the truth and he'll intertwine it. Even though it's different, but it will work together. Why? Because we're one before God. Same goes with you. But you need to cut the distractions out because you need to be able to focus, especially today. Because there's liars out there. Liars are amongst us. We're being lied to every day. We're being lied to. Why? Because we're living in sin. There's, there's world. The world is contaminated by sin. And because the world is contaminated by sin, lie upon lie upon lie. And I've, it, it's, people have become conditional to it. It's, better to, it's easier to swallow a lie than it is to swallow the truth. And we've come conditioned to it. There's this, well, that's just the norm today. We just got to accept it. No! Don't accept the lie. Because if it goes against this word, it's a lie. Anything that man says and it, go, and it contradicts this word, shut it down. Cut it off. Get rid of it. Burn it. Throw it away. Get it out of your house because it's a lie from the pit of hell. And it will distract you. It, and the sole purpose is to steal Kill and destroy your life. And it steals the blessing that's going to bring forth you life more abundantly. Did you have a good time? Did you have a good time? Good. You deserved it. On your awesome birthday. Did you think about me when you were going down? No? Okay. In that lazy river? No? Okay. But you know what? Because of your faithfulness, God's blessed you. God blessed you and he gave you favor. Look at that. Had an awesome time. Beautiful weather. And the devil doesn't want that. The devil doesn't want you to be blessed. Because he ain't blessed. He's cursed. He's forever cursed. He'll never be blessed. And he's going to do everything he can to keep you from being blessed. What I mean by you, the church. And we cannot be distracted by what we see, what we hear, and what man is saying. Because if it contradicts this word... Get rid of it. Shut it out. I don't care if it's your, if your family. If your family is contradicting the word, shut them out. Amen. Shut it down. Say, excuse me, I love you, but I got to move on. I can't listen to you. I can't talk to mama like that. She bore me. Yes, that was what, 50 years ago? Shut her off. Because if you believe into it, Jesus had to face that. He said that to Mary. Holy art thou. Mary who people pray to. He told his mama, be quiet. This is my family. These are my family. Mama can wait. If Jesus can do it, so can we. Why? Because it contradicts his purpose, plan, and expectation that God put him on the earth. And he would not, he refused to follow mama because he had to do what God told him to do. His focus was on his purpose, plan, and ex the expectation of God putting him on the earth. And if God, Jesus did that, we are to do the same thing. We cannot allow nothing to contradict this word in our life. Because if you do, you're gonna, you're gonna mess up. You're gonna give in. You're gonna take a knee. You're going to believe that mask that's on your face is going to save you. They already tell you in the box, this does not save you. 
but we put it on every day. Why? Because we're forced to. The only thing that's going to save you today is Jesus. It's the only thing that's going to save you. He is your protector. 24-7, even while you sleep, he's protecting you. Amen. Ain't no God, there ain't no other God but him that does that. Because he's alive. We're never empty-handed. Those that have focused faith. We're never empty-handed. We always have clarity. We always have clarity. Focused faith always has clarity. Always has clarity. What you see, what do you see? It's what God was trying to show, and I brought this to you before. When God showed Abraham, he says, Abraham, what do you see? What do you see? I'm showing you everything. What do you see? Do you have the clarity of what I'm showing you? In other words, for Abraham to have the clarity to what God was showing him, he had to walk by faith. He had to see with faith, because without faith, you won't have clarity in what God is trying to reveal to you. It will be muddy. It will be, it's like if I take these glasses off, I'm blind as a bat. I can't, I can see you, but it ain't, it's blurry. It's very blurry. But when I put them on, I can see you. I don't like it, but because I have a, I'm still stuck to this natural body, I got to put them on. But it, you ain't going to recognize me when I get to heaven because I ain't going to be wearing glasses. I'm going to have perfect, perfect 2020 eyes, vision. Even though we're facing spiritual, physical, and financial principalities, fear not. Fear not. We're not alone. Second Timothy chapter 1 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Throughout the rest of this week, God has not given you a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. He's not giving you a spirit of fear. Wherever you go, if you've got to go to the grocery store after this tonight, God has not given you a spirit of fear regardless of what you touch. Did that bag boy wipe this cart down? How do I know this cart is wiped out? How do I know it's a clean cloth? It could be a dirty cloth that it's been stuck in that bucket of whatever all day long. How do I know it's clean? If you got to go to the gas station, is this nozzle clean? I wonder how many hundred thousand, how many hundred people in, in, the, in the city of Pembroke Pines has touched this. Is my mask clean? I left it in the car. I haven't washed it in six months. Is it clean? Well, if you left it in your 106 degree car, yes, it's clean. There ain't nothing going to live in it. Everything will die in it. It's been proven. They left somebody in the car and they allowed him to sit and he did a, he did a test and he said, this is what 20 minutes looks like. This is what 30 minutes looks like. This is what an hour looks like. The guy was soaking wet and nothing can live in that. So I think you're okay. I think you're okay there. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Is my money clean? Is it dirty? Is my clothes? I have to put a little thing in front of my front door of my house, like a little barrier so I can take all my clothes off and walk into my clean house because God forbid whoever where my clothes went. I mean, people 
People have gone to the extreme. I'm, I'm trying to find a has suit. I could preach one time in a has suit in a bubble. <laughs> Praise God. Look at that. NSA is listening. Ah, we're not listening. They're talking about us. Ah, the deep state's watching. I'm telling you, it's perfect. Jesus says. They're watching us. Even if it's off your phone, they're listening. The TV's off. They're watching. Google knows what you're doing. Isn't it amazing how you look up something on Facebook and all of a sudden Google's on your thing? They're like, hey, look at this. That's because they're watching. Everybody's watching. I'm going to become a hermit. Live in the back of Alaska, in the backwoods of Alaska with nothing. <laughs> I mean, God has not given us a spirit of fear. We laugh, we're laughing, but there is individuals out there, there's people out there that are like this. And they're in the church. Every week they sit somewhere else because somebody got close to them. I'm like, look at them. They're right over there. They used to sit over there for how, to, how many years? They came here. Now they decided to sit over here. You know why? He's from New York. What do you expect? What do you expect? They're all from New York, except for the two daughters who have sex. Who's New Yorkers? But I heard, according to the governor of New York, your favorite man says, everybody's going to New York because it's the safest place. Really? Don't go if you're old. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. You got to realize something. Who's the church? That means we have diplomatic, diplomatic immunity against sickness, disease. Why? Because we have a thing called power. That power, Jesus. All authority lives on the inside of us, lives on the inside of you. That means there's power generating out of you. Satan cannot contend against that power. They flee. I can touch it and don't have to worry about nothing. What's that pew that I'm about to sit on? Sprayed. There's a, I, don't, I don't trust Abundant Living Ministries. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't wipe everything down. They cut corners. God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given me power. He's given you power. He's given you power. And of love. In other words... In the midst of all that's going on and what we see, God has given us the authority and the ability to walk in love for this, for these people. To love these people because they're genuinely, they're good, they're, they're good people. They're just bound by the devil. Fear has bound, has bound people has bound people. And we as the church, those that know the truth, those that, that have focused faith on who God is, we have to walk in this love and love them regardless. I know we have to bite our lip from laughing, but 
That's why Jesus said, turn the other cheek so you don't see them. <laughs> but you can't laugh at it because these are genuine people that are loved by God and God knows they are bound because they believe what has been told to them. And I understand that because if it's propagated 24-7 on television, on the internet, on every social network, bombarded for us 24-7, it's sooner or later, it, it gets to you. I mean, wherever you look, they're talking about it. We're talking about it here right now. It's like I come to church and they're talking about it. Let's move on. God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. You know that. You focus on that right there. You focus on 2 Timothy. You focus on that. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, that is what you focus on. When you walk out of your house, that's what you focus on. You focus on that promise. When you go to your job, you focus on that problem. Because I said this, it, according to our faith, according to our faith, there's never going to be one in here sick. According to our faith, I said it Sunday, according, I'm going to say it again. You said, I said, according to our faith, according to our faith in God and this word that he's given us for us to read, to study, to read it, study it, pray it, speak it, sow it. There will not be one sick, sick, sick among us. We won't get it. Why? Because we, we have focused faith on 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, power, love, and sound mind. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and of, and of good courage. Fear not, for nor, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he, is, it is, he it is that doth good with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake you. Forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. Now here's where we're going. Mark chapter 4. That's where we're going tonight. Mark chapter 4, then we're going to go right into Mark chapter 5. Because it's very important to see this in Mark 4 and Mark 5. Because you're dealing with Jesus and the disciples here. We're dealing with Jesus and the disciples. In Mark chapter 4, verse 35, it says, In the same day when, when, the, 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 when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. Now, you've got to realize something. Jesus doesn't do anything outside. Out, he doesn't do anything on his own. He does everything of the will of the Father. He goes, he, he, he does everything. Whatever God wants him to do, is, he'll move. He'll stop, he'll stop. When, God, when it's time for him to go, he'll go. And we see here, let us pass over to the other side. In other words, there was, God had somewhere for them to go. And when they, in verse 36, and when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him the other little ships, other little ships. And they arose a great storm of the wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was was not full. And he was in the hinder hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awakened him, and saying to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he rose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that they, that ye have no faith? In other words, no word. You have no word in you. Now here you got to realize something. Something great took place and they were moving on. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. We got, we got, we got things, places to go and things to do. Get in the shit, we're going to the other side. Now he goes to sleep. He goes to sleep. Why? Because he knows he knows he's got a purpose, plan, and expectation of God. 
So what does he do? He relaxes. He gets in the he goes he goes to the boat and he falls asleep. Well, in the midst of all that, a storm takes uh, takes place. A storm takes place in the midst of why he's asleep. And the disciples were scared. And if you read other translations, they were tossed to and fro. They thought they were all going to drown. They were screaming at each other. And you got to realize something. These are fishermen. They weren't just novice fishermen. They were fishermen. This was their business. So they've been on, the, they've been on these waters forever. They've seen it all. And all of a sudden, this storm came out of nowhere. And they were tossed to and fro. And they were scared. And they were fearful. And they all thought they were going to die. So what do they do? They wake up Jesus. And Jesus gets up there, and I mean, he was probably sleeping good. Because it says he rebuked. He was mad. Because they woke him up, and he said, I rebuke you, wind, stop. He was mad. You ever been woken up from a good sleep? Come on. And you got mad? Jesus, that Jesus was mad because he rebuked the wind. He's like, you woke me up. I don't get to sleep much, but this is one time I wanted to sleep. And you woke me up. And he rebuked the wind and he said, peace be still. And there was a great calm. Then he turns and looked at Sibyl and he says, oh, you little faith. Oh, you, why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? How is it that we have no faith? How do you have no faith? Don't you know who I am? I'm Jesus. You saw me lay hands on the sick. You saw me cast out devils. You saw me do this. You saw me do it. You saw me raise Lazarus from the dead. And you still think a little wind is going is to sink us? I'm the word made flesh. But they, because they lost focus and who they had in the boat, their eyes were fixed upon the natural. They're fixed upon the elements of the world. They were listening. They were looking at the world. They were listening to the world. And they were moved by the world and what the world was doing to them. And the world was bringing, according to them, according to their belief, the world was going to sink them. So what do they do? They wake up Jesus. They wake him up. He rebukes everything. And he causes a, a calm to come not only upon the wind, the boat, but his disciples. And he looked at me and says, why are you so fearful? You lost your focus. Anytime God has a purpose, has a plan, has an expectation for your life, you can guarantee this. There will be a distraction. There will be a distraction. But we, as the church, who's the church? We cannot lose focus. We know God purposed his church. He's planned his church. He has planned out the day for his church. And he has brought expectation for his church every day for you and me. Every day he has purposed, he has planned out, and he has brought expectation to it. And we, as his church, cannot allow what's out there to deter us from getting to the other side. What did he say in the beginning? He says, let us pass over to the other side. The mission was to get across. The mission was to get to the other side. There was a purpose on the other side. There was a plan of God on the other side. There was a great expectation on the other side. And the devil will try to do everything he can. 
The world will try to do everything it can. The government will try to do everything. The city will try to do everything. The officials will try to do everything they can to keep you from going to the other side. To keep you from establishing the purpose, plan, and expectation of God. Mark chapter 5. And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him nor not with chains because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broken into pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always that night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. And for, for as he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, what is thy name? And he said, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there night nigh unto the mountains a, a, a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea, and there about two thousand, and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it into the city and in the, in the country, and they went out to see what is what, what, what it was that was done. I'm going to stop there for real, real quick. Now you see something. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus said, let us pass over to the other side. He gave them a command. Why? Because he knew God had a purpose on the other side. God had a plan on the other side. And God had an expectation on the other side. See, God always has a plan and expectation on the other side for you. Don't get fixed in where you are right now. Because if you just get fixed in where you are, you're going to miss out in everything else. God is always moving and shaking. God is always doing something. God is always saving. He's always healing. He's always restoring. He's always transforming people to kingdom status. And he uses us, his church, to do it. And Jesus said, let us go to the other side. Because he knew God had a purpose. And when they get there, who comes and sees them? A demon-possessed person. The world shows up. The world screaming and yelling. They couldn't tame the world. They couldn't hold him down. He, he was just a wild individual. People without a vision will run wild. Another translation says people without a vision will perish. If you're in the New Living, it says they run wild. Here is an individual that had no vision, and he was running wild. 
He was in the tombs. He was barking like a dog. He was screaming at night. He was cutting himself. He was, they could, he was a wild man. Now think about this. Here's these disciples following Jesus. He's creating, doing all these miracles, feeding the 5,000, feeding the four. I mean, he's feeding everybody. He's raising the dead. He's causing eyes to see, ears to open, leprosy to be clean. He's asleep in a boat. He calms the storm. He rebukes it. He tells his disciples, you fearful individuals. And all of a sudden, who greets him? A wild naked man. Cut up, discarded, wild individual that had no purpose, had no plan, had no expectation because the world didn't know what to do with him. They tried to chain him, didn't work. They tried to, they tried to, didn't work. They couldn't tame him. He was wild. Then Jesus shows up. Jesus shows up. Verse 15, and they come to Jesus and see him. They come to Jesus and see him. In other words, see the man that, that was possessed with the devil and had the legion. I love this. I love this. Here's what I, I marked this down. The man was sitting. He was clothed. And in his right mind. And they were afraid. He was sitting. He was clothed. And he was in his right mind. Why did God send Jesus? So we can learn how to sit. We can learn how to be clothed in the righteousness of God. We can learn how to be in our right mind. In other words, restore back to our rightful self with God. And the world was afraid. Order always comes to those who are made whole. This man was made whole. Why? Because Jesus showed up. Jesus never lost focus. He focused on his faith in God. Everything the Father wanted him to do, he did the will of the Father. And his Father told me, told him, go to the other side. He looked at his disciples, we're going to this. And why? Because there was an individual who had no purpose, who had no plan, who had no expectation. He was a wild man. He was possessed with not one demon, but thousands. But it doesn't stop there. And they saw it and told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. How bet Jesus suffered him not, but said unto them, go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done unto thee and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish to Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all men did marvel. He began to testify all that the Lord did for him that day. And through that, people were saved, healed, restored, and transformed. He wanted to go with Jesus. Jesus said, no, I need you to stay here. Why did he want to? Because those people were afraid still. 
Those people were afraid and they told him, you need to leave. We pray that you get out of here because you're scaring me. You're scared. Oh, this is weird. This is weird. That speaking in tongues is weird. Oh, that shaking and, and, and moving and laying hands on people and people falling out. You know, that's just weird. That's crazy. And they were fearful. And Jesus says, I need you to stay here. I need you to be my witness here. And show them that you are what you what you are who you really are. That you have been clothed. You're able to sit down, you are clothed, and you have a sound mind. You are my testimony. You are my testimony. And he began to share. He began to tell the people. He brought a peace upon them. Why? Because he told them, he says, You are my representative here. And Jesus loved them. He said, Hey man, I, I need a hundred of you. But he says, I need you to stay here. Why? Because that was the purpose, plan, and expectation of God. But it all comes down to this. Focused faith. Jesus was teaching his disciples a, a, a lesson here. That your focus has to be upon God all the time. Your focus has to be upon your faith in God all the time. You have to have focused faith. You cannot lose Faith and what is going on, regardless of what you, it could be a storm. You don't lose faith. It could be a demon possessed man with 2,000 demons. You don't lose faith. You walk according to your faith in God. And because we walk according to our faith in God, we have the same authority Jesus had that day, and we can rebuke the devil just like he did. Now, if you go on and read on and on and on, he sends his disciples out. And he says, I give you authority over every unclean thing. I give you authority over the devils to cast out devils. I give you authority to cast out devils. I give you authority to raise the dead. I give you authority. And they all, he sent them out. A sheep amongst the wolves. But they all came back. Saying exactly what Jesus said they could do. Why? Because their focus was on God. And because they had focus on God, faith came out of them. We're no different, ALM. You are no different. Learn this valuable lesson tonight. Your faith always has to be focused on who your God is. You will be challenged by storms. And Sunday, I got a great message for you. about storms. You will face storms, but fear not the storms. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a, but a power of love and a sound mind. He's not giving you a spirit of fear. Don't be like disciples. Think you're going to die. You ain't going to die. That storm can't kill you. Storm ain't going to kill you. When you walk out of here tonight, don't fear this, this pandemic. Don't fear this virus can't touch you. Why? Because your focused faith is on God. You have to get to the other side. You got a purpose to get to the other side. You got a plan to get to the other side. You got an expectation to get to the other side and save the demoniacs. Demoniacs in your home, in your neighborhood, in your jobs, your business, wherever you go, you have a purpose, you have a plan, and you have an expectation to save them.
that cast out the devils. The cause, the person, that individual that has no vision, to sit, to be clothed, and have a sound mind. That is our purpose here at Abundant Living Ministries. That is your purpose. That is your purpose. That is who you are. You are ALM. You are ALM. You have focused faith on God. And when you walk out of these doors, you're getting to your destination. A storm ain't going to stop you. A demoniac ain't going to stop you. There ain't nothing going to stop you. You're going to get to the, your, your destination. And you're going to see the salvation of the Lord. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, give God glory. I got focused faith. Say it, I got focused faith. Hallelujah. I see what God sees. You see what God sees. And it all belongs to us. It all belongs to you. It all belongs to you. If it belongs to Abraham, guess what? I got a better covenant than Abraham. I'm the new. Oh, I'm the new, I'm the new Israel. I got a better covenant. I'm the, I'm the new Israel. They're coming from the north, the south, and it's been promised to me. They're coming from the north, the south, and the east and west. They're coming. I'm going to be blessed in the midst of this pandemic. This church, you, are going to be blessed in the midst of this. You get ready. You ain't, you ain't going to lose not a dime. As long as you stay focused with your faith in God, you will not lose a dime. But you will increase. You will not decrease. You will increase. Come on. I need somebody to shout with me. This is what focused faith brings to us. God is no respect their person. And because of Jesus, we have a better covenant. We have a better covenant. You have a better covenant. And I'm telling you, God is ready. God is ready to prove himself mighty to you. He did it to Abraham. He'll do it to you. And it's going to be better. But you got to have focused faith. You got to have focused faith. I mean, you got to have, I mean, it's got to be so clear that there ain't no, in other words, sometimes you may have to do this. Okay, Lord, wipe my eyes. Wipe my eyes. Wipe my eyes, Lord. Wipe my, Paul, see, that was a problem with Paul. Paul, he was so caught up in the law. He was blind to it. And it had to take a shiny light. It had to take a bright light to knock him off his horse. And it had to take a great man of God, sent by God, to send to, to Paul, Saul. And Ananias had to get clarity because Ananias was, he was, what are you talking about? This man kills people. He kills Christians. He says, go, minister to him. He ministers to him. What does he do? He touches his eyes. And when he touched his eyes, Paul began to see. His focus changed, and he had clarity in who the real God was. Tonight, that's my prayer, that you will, your eyes will begin to see what God sees. But for that to happen, you have to exercise your faith. You have to exercise your faith. Faith is a muscle. You've got to exercise it. You've got to flex it. 
Don't be afraid to flex your faith. Because if you do, you'll begin to see clearly and, you, and, you'll, be, and, you'll, be, and you'll, you'll, you'll focus right there. And next year, I was like, uh-uh, 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 no, 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 I'm fixed, I'm fixed, I see it, I see the target. Oh, there's a demoniac, oh, there's another, oh, in the name of Jesus, oh, I'm getting you right now, in the name of Jesus, I'm focused. Amen? Father, I just thank you, I pray right now, Lord, that you just reveal yourself to your, to your church, oh God. Clean their eyes, Lord, so they can see what you see. For God, you've given each one of them a purpose, a plan, an expectation, just like you gave Jesus and those disciples in Mark chapter 4. The disciples didn't see it, but Jesus did. And because of his obedience, the demoniac was freed. And I thank you, Father Lord, that those disciples learned a mighty lesson, as we are tonight, that we're learning. That we learn learning how to have focused faith. Because all of us have a purpose, have a plan, and have an expectation. And I pray right now, Father, that you just begin to open their eyes and let them see. Begin to remove the debris, remove the fog, remove the dirt, remove the, the, the obstacles. Remove everything that is blinding them from seeing it. The truth, your, the truth of your purpose, plan, and expectation. Drown out the noise of the world. Bring a calmness over them, Lord, that they do not, they're not worried about the, the rustle of the waves. They're not worried about the tossing of the to and fro, but God, they know they got a destination to go to. I thank you, Father, right now, Lord, that we are your church called by your name. We have a purpose, we have a plan, we have an expectation to establish this truth, to evangelize the people, the places they're at and the things that they're doing. And I thank you, God, that as we engage them, there is no devil in hell that can stop us because we have authority. We have the ability of the Holy Spirit to bring forth salvation healing, restoration, and Holy Ghost transformation. And I thank you, God, for divine favor as we walk according to our faith, not by sight, but according to our faith. I thank you right now, Lord, that we will come back and testify just like that end of that man did. He was a testimony. As he began to share with his friends and his family, as he began to talk to them, God, as he began to speak, Lord, I thank you, God, that we will have that same unction to testify of who our God is and what he is doing here at Abundant Living Ministries. Those that are watching the internet, Father, touch them right now in the name of Jesus. Save them now, Lord. Heal them now, Lord. Restore them now, Lord. Holy Ghost, transform them now into kingdom status. If you're watching by internet and you need Jesus, call on him right now. Call on him. Let him be your Lord and Savior. Confess your sins and make him your Lord and Savior. And he'll forgive you of your sins. Allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life and transform you to kingdom status. We love for you to be here so you can build upon what you've just done. So you can build upon it and learn 
Just like those disciples learned that day. You can learn how to be a great man and woman of God that God sees you to be. Come here. Be a part of this church. We have room available for you. We love you and we thank you for watching. We thank you for allowing Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Those that are here, right where you're at, if you need a touch from Jesus, right now, if you need a touch from Jesus, I want you to raise your hand right now. You need a touch from Jesus. I want you to raise your hand of faith right now. You need a touch from the, from the King of kings and Lord of lords, right where you're at. You need a touch of the Jesus. You need a touch of Jesus right where you're at. I want you to raise your hand right now. You need a touch from Jesus. It doesn't matter how small it is. It doesn't matter how big it is. We serve a mighty God. We serve an all-powerful Savior. And right where you're at, say, save me, Jesus, right now. Save me, Jesus, right now. Save me right now. Save me from the circumstances. Save me from this situation. Save me from the, the tossing of the wave. Save me from what I'm hearing and seeing and from the world. Give me peace, Lord. Give me the peace. Give me the strength to go out my day without fear. But Lord, give me the strength to walk by faith. Right now, in the name of Jesus, if you activate your faith upon right now, as you speak it right now, God says he'll answer you and show you the, his great and mighty ways. In the name of Jesus, receive your peace, receive your strength, receive your salvation, healing, restoration. Holy Ghost, transform them now to be the man and woman of God that you called them to be. Right where they're at. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole right now in the name of Jesus. Now rejoice. Now rejoice in the Lord. Now rejoice in the Lord. Now rejoice in the Lord. Just like that individual, that demoniac, he began to rejoice. Because he learned how to sit. He learned how to be clothed. And he learned how to have a sound mind. And because he had a sound mind, he was no longer screaming and yelling at the world, but he was glorifying his God. He was testifying of what God has done for him. That is what it's all about, ALM. That is who we are. We are a living testimony that God is alive, that Jesus is alive, that the Holy Spirit is working. That is who we are. 24-7, 365 days out of the year. We do not lose our focus. But we walk according to our faith. And because of that, we see the reward of the Lord. And there's coming a day. That reward is going to be in the twinkling of an eye. That reward of those that walk according to their faith in God. That reward in the twinkling of an eye. God's coming back for his church. God's coming back for Abundant Living Ministries. God's coming back for you and me. Amen? What a reward. But meantime, I'm going to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I'm going to walk according to my faith. I'm going to testify that God is a loving God, a good God, and He has the very best for you. Because that's who we serve. Amen?